Father, we thank you. We thank you that we're, we're here tonight. We thank you, Lord. We know we've got a lot of young people that's over at the high school at a homecoming uh, bonfire and homecoming uh, football game and all the stuff that's going on. We just thank you, Lord. The angels run about them. Thank you. They're just having an awesome time, and it's going to be good, clean fun and good fun for them all evening. Thank you, Lord, for safety around about those that are just a little bit rebellious and get off and do things they shouldn't. Just take care of them too, Father. And here, all around the building, uh, we want to hear your voice. In here, we want to hear your voice and know exactly. We want to be adjusted on a daily basis by your word. So we thank you for that, Father. And we trust in you now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I've got a title that after I wrote it and gave it to John, I thought, well, I've, I've had that title before, but it's not, it's not that message. Uh, called The New Normal. And I want to talk to you about what is supposed to be our normal. Mike, I'm glad you're not in Florida. Wouldn't be good right now, would it? Keep them in prayer, too. Father, we just, we do just right now lift up, lift up the whole state as this, as this hurricane is traveling through and not even moving but like 9 or 10 miles an hour, but has 155 mile an hour winds, Father. So we thank you. Uh, as it's grinding away, we thank you that it's not doing any damage. No one's going to get hurt. And we thank you for just taking care of every situation and circumstance down there, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Back to the service. You know, many of us, many of us tend to put boundaries around our life to protect ourselves from things that are going on in our life. Lots of times you may have some, you may get hurt from, from somebody. And then you tend to just say, okay, I'm not going there anymore. But our mind puts us in those boundaries. And many people just live in the boundaries all of the time in their life. It's like they're just always, they don't, it, it gets so common that they think that this is normal. Well, I want to talk to you about what's, what's supposed to be normal. You know, we get saved and we understand that our destinations change. We're not going to hell. We're going to heaven. But we need to pay attention to right now. I mean, just because I'm going to heaven, but what am I doing between now and when I go to heaven? And what am I allowing myself to walk through? What are you guys doing in here? You're supposed to be in class. Do you know that, Lisa? I do. You do. The slackers, okay, okay. 2 Corinthians 5.17, everybody knows this scripture. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's probably been one of my favorite scriptures for a long time. Because I was never taught that when I got saved, I'd become a new person. And we, we've got to recognize that we're not what we were. At all. We're totally, I mean, we're, the Bible says we're, we're new creations. We're, we're totally, we're totally, totally different than, we're actually, folks, we're actually aliens. You know, when you get saved, nothing physically changes, but your spirit man changes. It comes alive. But the Bible also says that you spent time in the midst of the believing, you spent time and, and are in heaven right now. And your father is in heaven right now. So if your father's in heaven right now, who are you? 
you're a son or a daughter from there. You know, it's kind of like, I've always wanted to live in Colorado. But I just got to pass through last week as a visitor. Because I'm from Illinois. But it's the same with us. We, we get ourselves caught up in where we're at and we allow everything around us to keep us in the mode of what everybody else is doing. And it's real easy to start following that and getting that. I want you to go, I want you to go to John 3. And I'm going to read, looks like eight scriptures in there. And everybody knows the story about Nicodemus. He was the one that snuck down and found Jesus and talked to him. He says, there was, a man, there, was a, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, verse 1 in chapter 3, ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are the teacher come from God, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. Then it goes in verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, I want to stop right there just for a moment. That actually says in the Greek, I've got it, I can't read it in my Bible. I've got it wrote out. I've got it wrote down here somewhere. Oh, it actually says you must be born from above in the actual Greek. So when you look at that and you look at what he said in verse 2, he, he said, in verse 2, he said, you are a teacher that come from God, and no one can do these signs than, than you do unless God is with him. Where did he come from? He just said no one can do it unless God's in the middle of it. And then he comes right back and he says, you must be born again. Or he says, you, you must. Or he says, oh, I can't find what I want to say again. You must be born from above. We've got to come to the place in our life and recognize that we're not from here. And we, and we talk all the time and we'll comment all the time that we're just ambassadors pass, passing through, but we still don't get the clue that the kingdom of God is doing the works that God is doing. And we've got to recognize the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy, we know. But also, as you look through the scriptures, more than once he talks about the kingdom of God and he's doing the kingdom work. And Jesus is doing the kingdom work. And we've got to come to a place where now is when we should be doing the kingdom work. And we should be coming to that place in our life where like Nicodemus, he didn't understand it. Let's just follow it up. He said, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water, which is your natural birth, and the spirit, he cannot Listen to what it says. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, that's not talking about heaven. It is, but it's talking about right here. If I don't get born again, I can't walk in the kingdom of God right here. Because that's what I'm here for. That's what you're here for. We're, none of us here that are born, none of us here that have given our lives to Christ is here to be with the world and live in the world. And so many times we allow all the politics and all the problems and all the things that's going on to be our life. And we live in drama and we fight and we fuss. And you, that's not where it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be living in the kingdom. And how can you live in the kingdom if you're allowing those things to dictate your life? If you're arguing, 
If you live in such pride that you have to be right and you're fighting. Let me, let me, now I've said it a million times since I've been pastoring. If you're, if you're having a fight with your wife or your husband, you're just in pride. That's world. Everybody has their opinion. And everybody should accept their opinion, but you're supposed to leave it right there. We're not a part of this world. And I'm going to get into why we're doing this, but I haven't got there yet. In John 17, 14, and 6, he says, He is not of the world in that set of scriptures. And folks, and we're, if he's not of the world, and since he's my father, why in the world would I say I belong to this earth? We are just passing through. We are just, we actually, actually, we are supernatural people. Because if I'm doing the work of the kingdom, then I'm laying hands on the sick and they're getting healed. I'm talking to my body and it's getting healed. And my body is changing by what I say and by the authority I have in the name of Jesus because I'm really from heaven. And because I'm supposed to be doing the kingdom work, I, there is going to be a time, this man right here, he's going to get a new eye. You say, well, that can't happen. What are you talking about? We were talking about Tim Durbin, who can only move his hand. One of the, it's coming. End times are going to bring those kind of miracles. Because that's what it's going to take to get the people out there in here in the kingdom of God. And we're going to be able to do the same thing out there, and they're going to recognize, what have you got different? See, most of us are just like they are. But time's coming, and we've got to equip ourselves to recognize, I need to be there, and I need to change my thinking. I need to change my perspective on who I really am and what, I, what I'm doing every day. Why would I want to complain about everything that's going wrong with my body when I could be speaking into my body and changing it? You say, well, I mean, how many of us get a cold and we tell everybody we've, we've got a cold? I mean, right now my voice, you can tell, something's wrong with me. But it's not. I'm talking to it. I'm speaking to it. You say, well, well, then why do we have doctors? Because we don't know what we're doing. And, and I'd be dead if it wasn't for Dr. Craig. But we need, to, we need to recognize that's not the answer. The answer is us walking in the kingdom of God. And not walking in condemnation because it's not working every time. But we continue to believe and continue to speak and continue to keep ourselves speaking the right way. So th things only change when you speak the right way. You can speak the wrong way in any environment and you're going to change it. You can speak the right way in any environment and you're going to change it. So why not recognize what we've got and why not recognize... Listen, in 1 Peter 1.23 it says that we're born of an incorruptible seed. I looked that up, and listen what incorruptible is. Immortality, imperishable, and not subject to change. That's what is in us now. We used to be corruptible. We, we, we were from Adam. And we were born in the wrong bloodline, basically. But when we started believing in Jesus Christ, our bloodline changed, and we're incorruptible. I'm not going to, my body may decay and fall, 
because we're in a cursed world, but I'm not dying. I'm going straight to heaven. But why don't I live like that here? In everything I do, in everything I say, why don't I walk in, in, a, in a realm where even though I don't see it happening, I know I'm not supposed to be paying attention to what I'm seeing. It says you don't go by the things that you see. You go by the word of God. So I've got to live in this realm of knowing I've got it. And I've got to come to a place of recognizing. 1 John 4, 4 said, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Well, who's in the world? The devil runs the world. He is the God of this world. And we're passing through his world. But we're different than that. And we've got to see ourselves different than that. And we've got to know that we've got the answer to every problem. And we've got to know it's going to be all right. If you ever really think about it, once you're born again, every cell of your body is permeated with the life of God. Every, every part of you is the life of God in you. Everything about you is the life of God. Everything in you, and as you pay attention to what God is speaking to you, you can do all things, the Bible tells us. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It's not you. We get in the way. I get in my way all the time. Galatians 5.22 gives you an example of what we've got. 22 and 23. We have love, now, this is inside of everybody here that's born again. You have love, you have joy, you have peace, you have patience, you have kindness, you have goodness, you have faithfulness, you have gentleness, you have self-control. That is all in each and every one of us. You don't, have to, you don't have to pray, Lord, give me patience. You've got patience. You don't have to pray for love. The Bible tells us that the love of God was poured in. Romans 5, 5. The love of God has been poured into our hearts. You have got the love of God in you. You've just got to know you got it and start letting it live in you and live through you instead of living like the world's living. The only reason you buy things is because you get advertisement on top of advertisement on top of advertisement on top of advertisement on top of advertisement. And your mind takes you there and you buy it. <laughs> Folks, this is what's supposed to be taking this places right here. And you've got to read it and you've got to study it and you've got to hear it and you've got to do it and you've got to believe it and you've got to quote it and you've got to memorize it. You say, well, well, no, this is what you're going to have to do because we have got to have the answers for the problems that are here and the problems that are going on. And look around. Do you think things are getting better? Let's, let's back up one year. Are things better today than they were a year ago? Let's back up two years. I told Chris today on the telephone, when you get out, you will not recognize America. You know, he's, in a, he's, in a, he's just in a little area and only sees. He won't, I mean... He's got a guy that has been in prison 57 years. Back up 57 years, what do we have? But see, it's all, we've grown, but we've crashed. But we've got to get this so everybody out there that's lost, that's going up and down the road, 
is going to know something's going on in that church and something's going on with those people that's supernatural. Why? Because naturally we should be living supernaturally, every one of us. And we can, and that's the great part about it. 1 Corinthians 9, 27, Paul said that he disciplines his body. You say, well, why am I bringing that up? Because Paul said it. And, and well, why did he say it? To discipline his body, he has to have his mind working. See, we're a body. We're actually a spirit, soul, and body. But we live like it's body, soul, and spirit. And think about it as I'm getting into this. You go into a warehouse. Let's say you work, you work for a factory, and they tell you to invent, take inventory in the warehouse. What do you do? You go in, and you count everything that's there, and you take record of what's there. What do you do when you're getting ready to go grocery shopping? You open the refrigerator, and you take inventory on what's in the refrigerator. Mine, I, I pull out the freezer. But we're taking inventory. We start off in the morning, and we take inventory on our body. You wake up, your aches and pains or whatever's going on, and you're checking it out. Then your mind starts. So now we're taking inventory on our mind. What you're thinking about. Sometimes you don't sleep at night because of your mind. And you're taking inventory on what you're thinking about. Now, now follow me. Think of, now think about this. We spend more time on our mind and our body taking inventory about our life than we do the answer. Because see, you're supposed to be taking inventory on your spirit. Because your spirit is supposed to control your mind and your mind is supposed to tra be transformed by the spirit to make your body do. And when Paul says that he, he disciplines his body, he only can do that because he backed up and disciplined his mind, which got disciplined by his spirit. Think about it. And tomorrow morning when you wake up, think about the first thing you think about. It should be, Lord, I can't do anything today without you. I can't build relationships with any person without you. I don't want to build relationships with any person without you. And I've got to go to you for all my answers. I've got to ask you for all my wisdom. And you've got to take inventory of where you are. Now, there's no condemnation ever in that. It's just that you've, the Bible says that we pray without ceasing. And that's what he's talking about. That's, that's taking inventory and, and, and talking to God about your life and not even worrying about how your mind is trying to see things and not worry about the, the stuff that gets put in on an ongoing basis, if you put enough of this, if you fit, keep this inventory full, then that mind is not going to take the junk. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to know the junk, and it's going to do like the Bible says, take every thought captive because you've took inventory of your spirit, and then your spirit's going to change your mind, and your mind's going to change your body. And it's the same thing walking in the kingdom. You, you all with me? It's the same thing walking in the kingdom of God. We, we would be dynamos. Everybody here would be dynamos if we would quit looking at the problems. All you're doing is taking inventory of the problem. And if the refrigerator is empty, you've got to go to the store. 
If your mind is going places it shouldn't be going or you're doing things that you know you're condemned about doing and you know you really shouldn't be doing because the Holy Spirit will always, always, always tell you the right thing to do so you'll have that in your inventory. Are you following me what I'm saying? And this whole what I've been talking about. We've got to come back to the new normal. And the new normal needs to be us spending so much time with him that we know him so well, that we know the fruit of the Spirit so well, that we don't even think about acting like a nerd. We don't even think about being mad at somebody. We just, we just, we know that we've got this warehouse full and we've, we've kept it full and we've inventoried daily. We wake up asking God for help. We spend time praying. We spend time meditating on the Word. And as you do that, you're building up the inventory in that warehouse. And then that warehouse will outride anything else that's going on because it's the one that's loaded. Simple, but hard. Because we haven't lived there. We haven't made ourselves check that inventory. That should be the first thing we check when a problem comes. What have I got that can fix this problem? You've got the entire Bible. There is not one thing in your life that cannot be answered by this right here. But the only way we're going to get this is we've got to spend time in it. We've got to spend time. My heart breaks for the people that could be here in church and they're not getting the word because I'm telling you, now, I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about the fellowship of the saints and growing from each other, but knowing that our inventory of the world, our inventory of the problems, our inventory of, of how we're thinking, that's wrong. For example, if you're holding a grudge and you're walking in unforgiveness, you are not, you are not taking inventory of the Spirit. You're always taking inventory of what you think. And what you think is never right. Because you're thinking it. And you've got to come to a place of getting enough of this inventory of the Spirit that when, when an unforgiving thought comes up, you go, no, I choose to forgive. Case closed. And the more you do it, the better it'll get. But you can't take inventory on how your body feels. There's mornings, I, this morning, I even, I mean, I got up. And I felt so crummy in my chest, I just felt crummy in my sinuses, and I thought, you know, boy, the devil's so smooth. You know, you're the boss. You don't really have to go to work. You can show up whenever you want to. Couldn't I? That's what he was saying. And I went back, and I laid back down, and I thought about what I was going to be preaching. And I thought, I'm taking inventory of the wrong thoughts. Because I can, I can find, oh. Oh, man. It's no different than, than my life over the past 20 years. I could have so many, so many people I could walk in unforgiveness. Oh, man. But I've got to take inventory in my spirit. And I've got to make sure I know my choice has got to be. Because everything he asks us to do is life. 
Every, everything in here is life. There's no criticism. There's no cutting you down. There's no telling you you can't do this, you can't do that. Everything he asks of us to do is for our better. And when he says, you've got to forgive, Ron, then why would I argue with him? I just have to be quick to forgive and let it go and let it go. And the list goes on and on in the spirit realm. But if I don't know, if I'm not taking inventory of where I am in the body, soul, and spirit, and I'm just taking inventory of the body and the soul, oh, and that's where most people that are out there are doing. They're not, they don't even know there's a spirit. They don't even think about a spirit. They may be born again in the church, but they've never been taught that you've got to live by the spirit, not by the, doesn't he say in here, don't live by the flesh? What is flesh? Flesh is your body and your mind, your will and your emotions. He says, live by the spirit. Well, if I don't know what's in my warehouse, how in the world can I make the right choice and live the new normal? Because I want to I walk supernaturally in my everyday walk. I want to I have, have the right thoughts. It, it, I know I bring Chris up a lot, but that's because we talk every day. But we're always preaching to each other. And it's so much fun. When that phone rings, I love talking to him because we're not talking about problems. We're just talking about the word. And it's a supernatural. And he's talking about the people he gets to help. And he's talking about how he got, they got saved. And he was sharing with one guy, young kid, 23, and just all of a sudden just on fire, had problems of anger. His dad beat him up at home every day. And his dad taught him everybody Everybody that comes against you, 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 you take your... So, he, he was in Max for years at only 23. And he finally got the revelation. We sent him a Bible, Passion Bible, and he's reading it. And all of a sudden, he just, he's devouring it. So, Chris had the open door to start talking the things of the Spirit. And Chris was explaining that, that he died with Christ, and he, yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, and I got the Spirit of God in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, and did you know that you're actually seated in heaven? And he said, no, blank, blank. He's a convict. He, and, and we got to laughing so hard. He had the revelation that he's in heaven, and he's just an alien here. And he's going to Max in hard time for about 17 more months, and he told Chris, I am good. Because I know where I am and who I am. That's what it can do for you. And if you're in a marriage and you're arguing and fussing and throwing things and mad at each other all the time, dumb, dumb. You're living in the world. We're not living in the world. We're passing through the world. And we're supposed to be walking and operating in the kingdom of God in everything we do and every. You say, well, it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of tough because your flesh rises up. But the more you take inventory of your spirit constantly, how much, what do I have? What am, what am I short of? Patience? No, 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 I've got patience. Joy? No, I've got joy. Love? No, I, I've got love. He, he poured love into my heart. So you look, you've got it all. So now that you know you've got it all, so then when something comes up, you take what you've got and you initiate that into the situation and you watch. John here lost his eye and, and tough time, but yet he's still here. 
You say, but he's lost an eye. I, I watch every day on my, my Facebook's nothing but preaching. And the, I can't think of the man's name with no arms and no legs. And I, I caught the one where he said, he was preaching and he said, everybody's complaining. And he said, and here he's standing. And he says, and what's your problem? See, he has took inventory. Would he like to have? Would he like to have his eye? But yet, when you take the inventory of what you've got and you start putting it into the problem like he's got, he said, I'd love to have arms and legs. And I'm asking for it and I'm believing for it. But he said, he's the creator. And he knows everything in my life. And this is obviously where I need to be right now so I can do what I'm doing. It's the same in your life. We, we, we make sure the warehouse stays full so no matter what comes, we take out of this warehouse, which is amazing because when you take it out of the warehouse, he puts it back in. You never run out of this one. But you get involved in the flesh and it empties. Anything you do in the flesh, it's got to do, be better the next time and the next time. And that's why when you get involved in any, with anybody, if everything's in the flesh and not in the spirit, that's never going to make it because you're going to have problems. If you, married, if you married somebody out of lust and you're trying to follow that to keep it going, you'll just have to keep building on the flesh and it just builds and it'll, it'll never work. But if you take that same relationship and transfer it into the spirit, watch how God fulfills everything in your life because it's spirit. Now, this is everything that we go through in life, every problem we face, every heartache we got. If you take the spirit and put it in and say, God, this is yours, and you know what I'm going through, he'll all, the Bible says he always makes it for good. I don't care what it is if we let him do it. But you've got to, let's go back to what I'm talking about. Quit taking so much inventory on your body and your soul and take your inventory on what you've got and recognize that you've got everything you've got. And then when you, when you run into a mind problem, when you run into a hard problem, you just come to that place of going, you got me. I'm, I'm really so much more laid back now than I used to be because I don't like to say it this way, but I just don't care. And that's not a, a flippant attitude. That just God's got my life. And if I continue to look at the right inventory, then I'm going to be okay. If I get my eyes off of him and on my problems, oh, I'll go a mess. And, I, and we all do, and I do at times, but I, I, I'm learning quicker. Get out of this and get over in this. And know that, know that he is going to make it okay. He does it all. He's done it in my life. I can't even count the that he's just made it okay. I don't understand it. Like Chris, been in over 13 years, but you know what? It's okay. And Chris says, I'm okay. It's crazy that, it's crazy the favor a person has when you start walking in the things of God. I get blown away with Neil. He's, he's always the one that we let order around here because he's so kind to the people on the other side that we get favor all of the time. Krista's guitar was broke. 
And he got to talk, it, and it's an older guitar with a special build inside it, and had to call California. It's called Two Hippies Guitar. True. And there were just two guys that run it, and he called, and then the guy said, let me go look in the back. He said, I, maybe I got one of those. And so he went back, and he said, no, I don't have any. And so Neil was explaining some more stuff. But he said, wait a minute, I think I got one. So he went back and he found one. He said, I got one. And they were back and forth. And he, Neil said, well, what do we owe you? He said, I'll just send it to you. You can have it free. Why? Why? Because he's walking in kindness. Most pe- Vicky and I were in a, in a restaurant in, uh, by Aspen. And just come in and it was packed. And the the what do you, waitress come up and said, just a minute, just a minute, we'll get you a table. I said, we're, we're all right, we're all right. So we went back, and then they forgot to come and give us a menu. And we said, we're all right, we're all right. And then they finally come and get us an order, and we're talking a long time. Well, you know, most people, but we, but, you know, when we left, the person that owned it said, thank you for walking in kindness. Why'd we do it? Because our inventory is in Christ, not in our problems. Or, well, why didn't they wait on us? Like you're something. It's no different than it's no no different, folks. When you go work, you go to a restaurant and the waiter's not any good, and you that's the one you ought to double tip. You don't know what they're going through. You don't have to preach to them. Just give them 20 bucks. And they'll go. That's how the love of God works. But that's taking your inventory from your spirit, not from your mind. Because your body's going to do whatever your mind says. So if you can just get this guy captured and go in the spirit. Isn't it funny how all the years I've preached here, this side's always the good side? I need to turn around like this and talk. But it's, I mean, it's such a simple message, but it's so true. We are new creatures in Christ. Old things have passed away. The love of God is inside of us. So let's start walking in that. Let's stand up. Father, we're just going to take claim to this. We're not going to let this word be robbed from us. We're going to come to a place where every time we run into a problem, Lord, we need your help. We can't do this without you, but we're asking that you help us turn our eyes on you. Turn our, turn our every thought, every intent. Let us look at, at what's in the warehouse. Let us take inventory of the spirit and not the problem, not the flesh in any way, and help us, Father, to walk and know that you've got every situation, every circumstance, and help us to build that inventory up to the place where we've got every answer right at access. And we thank you for our Father. Anybody here that's walking in any type of sickness, any disease, I speak healing to them right now in the name of Jesus, and I thank you, Father. Your word tells us to walk in the kingdom of God, and that's exactly what we want to do here, is start seeing people delivered and set free of any bondages they've got. And we thank you, Father, for everything that's going on in Jesus' name. Amen.
call you blessed, you are dismissed. We'll be up front if you do need prayer for anything.